We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some of you guys that played the entire fourth quarter between you, Grimes, RJ Hart, and Hartenstein, I mean, how would you describe the way that you guys were able to finish off this game? Um, really just the defense and held a great, you know, pretty good, very good uh, skilled offensive team in Miami. Uh, scores, bam, coming at you in, in transition. Uh, defense was really what won us the game. Holding them to 92 was big for us. Uh, and that's really what it was, the defense end, I think. I mean, you're coming off a 40-point game. You have another terrific game tonight. You're running the offense in the fourth quarter. Double teams are coming your way, and you're not turning the ball over. I mean, can you describe the way that you're, you're growing through like what you're doing right now and your ability to make the play when the double team's coming in? Yeah, um, makes it easy when you got great teammates, of course. Uh, guys that can make plays, Josh in the short row, Obi in the short row, uh, Jalen making uh, shots on the second pass. Uh, but just really watching film, trying to get better, see where uh, what type defense the defense what they're trying to do on the defensive end and uh, just trying to take advantage so uh, credit to my teammates credit to really just film and stuff like that when you don't have Julius in the second half of this game I mean you have Grimes who's not necessarily one of the first options offensively but then three of the last four games he's had 20 plus games can you describe what he's meant to this team especially in situations like this when you lose a guy like you yeah and guys have been doing it all season uh, when someone's out we always say it takes a collective team effort we need everybody throughout the season and uh, QG's done a great job of that. Um, like you said, 20-plus 20, 20 points, three games in a row. Uh, the way he shoots it, guards the best player on the other team every single night. So uh, can't ask for much more than that. In the landscape of what's going on with the playoffs right now, quick, what did this win mean to you tonight? Uh, it means a lot, but pretty much for us, every game means a lot. You know, just trying to come in and stick with the process, getting better every day, watching film on each opponent, uh, never too high, never too low, and, and just trying to get better. You know, playing our best basketball down the stretch is what we want to do. Robert, is this Robert Cross? It is Robert Cross. Of course it is, because who who else hashtags 53 wins? John, can you wax poetic for IQ? This man was built for the Mecca. He loves the garden, and we love him. Hashtag 53 wins. All right. You want me to wax poetic, Robert Cross? You want me to wax poetic? Who are... Who are the players over the last... Let's say since the 90s teams. All right. So we'll, we'll cut it off at like Spreewell, Houston, Canby. All right. We'll, we'll cut it off there. Who are the players that have had this kind of, that have captured the Knicks, the, the heart, the hearts, minds, souls of Knicks fans? 
like Emmanuel quickly. Um, over the last 20, whatever, 20, 22 years, I guess, if you want to put it. Um, names that come to mind. It's funny. And I'm like, I'm not like Carmelo Anthony is like a not part of this conversation, which I'm, and again, Andrew Claudio, very clear. That is because Carmelo Anthony was a superstar player. Now, maybe Emmanuel quickly keeps getting better and becomes. Uh, that level of player. I'm talking about more guys that were not. So basically, I'm excluding Mello and I'm excluding I'm excluding Mello and I'm excluding Porzingis because again, he made the all-star team. And I feel like I should kind of exclude Marbury too, even though I don't know if Marbury would even be in this conversation. So here, who 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 can we even compare him to? Um, J.R. Smith is the first name that popped into my head. J.R. Smith, Sixth Man of the Year award winner, has an argument for being maybe not. Well, Tyson Chandler is the second best player on that team, second or third best player on a team that won fifty three games, so significant. Not drafted by the Knicks, only really had. Because he became right after twelve thirteen, right after they gave him the contract, he became an immensely frustrating player. So really, with Jr., it was really only it was like it started the year before the insanity year, but it, obviously mostly it was twelve thirteen. That was like a year and a half though. Even then, where Jr. was like, you know, quickly now this has been three years. So I'm gonna put quickly ahead of Jr. Um. Man, it's been some tough times. I mean, Jamal Crawford was here for five years, but the team stunk. They stunk. And they and and what you know what tells you all you need to know about Jamal Crawford? And it is not his fault because the team was terrible and they were mismanaged and it was a shit show. But when when um, Donnie Wallace traded him for a, a bag of balls, nobody. Nobody said boo. Nobody shed a tear. So I'm putting ahead of Crawford. Putting him ahead of Nate Robinson because he's just he's a much better player. David Lee, David Lee made an all-star team here. David Lee was here for five years, made an all-star team. The team stunk when he was here, too. Again, was it David Lee's fault? No. He was here for five years, and he got better and better and better each of those years. I remember those years. I don't remember David Lee ever, ever having this kind of effect on fans. I just, I just don't. Um, Timmy didn't. Timmy was drafted by the team. He didn't. Chandler didn't. Demond Shumpert didn't. We wanted him. We wanted Shump to be the guy. Um. And now I'm going down the Knicks all-time scoring list. You know, Emmanuel quickly, 63rd on the Knicks all-time scoring list. How about that? <laughs> he moved ahead of Derek Harper recently. Talk about things I did not realize. Moved ahead, moved ahead of Derek Harper in like the last week or last two weeks. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, Gallo, Gallinari had a moment. Don't think. Not like this again. Not his fault, really, because the team wasn't good. Um, you know, and then they and then they traded him for Mitch. 
or for for uh, excuse me for for Mello, um, who was then traded for the pick that became Mitch. Uh, do, do, do. Yeah, I don't. So I think yeah, I think over the since the '90s teams, if you exclude Carmelo, who was an MVP candidate, and you know current company excluded Julius all-star Jalen Brunson, you know, should have been an all-star. If you include, if you exclude that level of player, I do not think that there is anybody who has had the impact on winning and the impact on this fan base that Emmanuel quickly has had since the nineties. Testament to this player and his work ethic. Good stuff. Uh, Robert, uh, Dan Hidalgo. What's going on, Dan? Such an important win for this team psyche. I agree with you completely. I think it was. I think it was more important for their psyche than it was for like the standings and the playoff positioning. The path to long-term organizational success revolves around surrounding IQ and Grimes with talent. I love. I'm here for this energy. <laughs> um. Next, uh, I think Dan has a little bit more, so I'll I'll wait to to comment on this. Uh, I'm vehemently opposed to any trade involving them. As you should be. As every Nick fan should be. You know, me look, Jeremy and I are at some point are gonna do a pod together, not not this week and, and not anytime soon, because we don't want Robert Cross to have a heart attack. But at some point, the summer will be here. And um if the Knicks don't win the championship, which, you know, again, crazier things, right? Uh if the Knicks don't win the championship, we're gonna talk about the summer and what they could do to upgrade and like who do you who do you include, who do you not include? Like there are five untradeable players in the NBA or untouchable players, whatever term you want to use Uh, five, six, something like that. So, but a player doesn't need to be untradeable to make it such that realistically speaking, given what they mean to you and your organization. And again, to use your term, organizational sustainability. For them to mean enough to that, where when compared with their market value and what they would get on the open market in a trade, and I'm, to be very clear, Manuel Quickly and Quentin Grimes, if they were to be traded, would fetch... Like, I do believe they could be components of a superstar trade. And look, maybe the right superstar becomes available to the point where you have to look at one or both of those guys and be like, listen, we love you. You're everything to us. But this is and I'm not I don't want to start going through names here, but like. Are there, are there players that you include like both of those guys in a trade for? Yes, those players exist. We know who they are. But unless it's one of those guys, boy, do you, and there are not a lot of them, do you have to be just super careful because you do, and this I think speaks to your point, Dan, you have a chance here, and this is, and again, we, we talk about the Spurs and 20 years of sustainable excellence and 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 that being the model that's not realistic the way the nba is and the way contracts work now and the way like wasn't that long ago you could sign a player to like a six or seven or eight year like uh, eight year deal but like six seven year deal like that doesn't 
that's not the way the NBA is now. And like, there have been two examples of sustained excellence over the court, over the long haul, over the last 20 plus years. And it's literally two. And they both feature two of the 10 greatest players of all time. It's Steph Curry and Tim Duncan drafted by the organizations. And by the way, Steph Curry signed the most, the best bargain contract in the history of the NBA because he had some ankle issues as an extension off of his rookie contract that played a large role into keeping that thing going. Um, that's not realistic anymore. So like the notion where it's like, Hey, let's keep th- this whole gang together for 10 years. It's like, it's it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean you don't have a chance to do whatever the modern version of that is, as far as keeping your young talent. And we do still see teams able to do it. And I think the Celtics are a good example of that right now. You know, Marcus Smart, not a superstar player. Um, Robert Williams, not a superstar player. Like those guys are member of the members of the core there. And I don't think either of them are going anywhere. And Marcus Smart, you know, he may very well retire a Celtic. You know, Robert Williams just signed his second contract. And like, you know, I, whatever. Like there, there are other examples, I think, in the in the in the league today, I, again, the, the Celtics are the one that comes to mind, but it's so hard. Um, I would just, maybe the Cavs have a little bit of it going on, but again, those are all-star level players. Um, you know, most of the time it's going to end up like the Hawks and they did draft a guy who's a perennial all-star, you know, where you, where you have to start breaking the thing up. Uh Fingers crossed, man. I, I hope so. It's it's just hard. It's just it's hard. Team building is hard in the NBA. And it's not getting any easier. So yeah. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? Choosing between Grimes and Quickly is going to be a tough conundrum for the future. Great drafting. We'll need a lot more of these performances the rest of the way, with or without JR. Keep it rolling, guys. We saw this one. I read this already. But thank you again, Dom. <laughs> um Man, the bron- the bronchitis clearly is hitting hitting Andrew hard. Keith, what's going on, Keith? Huge win! I'm so proud of our guys, especially the way quickly and Grimes balled art balled out. RJ was much better. <laughs> it's okay, Andrew. Um, in the second half, to his credit, indeed he was. Uh, and I'm also proud of our guys, especially Quentin Grimes and quickly. Grimes qu- quickly's getting the four star, the three star. Grimes is getting the two star. Um, I gotta I gotta give Hardenstein that the one star over RJ just because RJ was really bad in the first half. Um, and then um, Keith ends with saying, "Respect to Tibbs for closing without Jalen too. Get better ASAP, Julius, and shouts to KFS, <laughs> FCK the Heat. We know what you mean. Yes." Fred Katz with another super chat. Uh, thank you for your contribution, Fred. Yanni Golan. Hey, KFS. Macri, quick as the third star. How about we let this team run and see what happens? Worst case scenario, we trade RJ. Let's freaking go. Knicks, screw the heat. Ha ha. Um, this is the energy that I have this summer. Not the, not the worst case scenario we trade RJ. I'm not... Listen, I, I think they will probably wind up moving RJ. That's just my guess. It's not necessarily what I want. I don't even think it's what they should do, necessarily. Depends on the trade. 
Um, because I think you, I think you'd be trading him when his value is low. And if it's one thing I've been consistent about since I thought about the NBA and watching in the NBA, you really try hard not to trade guys when their value is low. Now, is it possible that his value could get lower? Yeah, it's possible. I'm, you know, we'll see. Um, but like, I think that is part of why. And this is I talked to I talked to Chris Herring about this on the pod, and we kind of went a different direction with it. If they are successful enough to close out this season, and my God, do they have a long way to go? Again, they could get they could they could lose in five games in the first round of the playoffs. You know, it's like, like crazier shit has happened. I don't think that's going to happen. It's possible, so, but but if they are successful enough in the playoffs, and God, if, if they could win a playoff series and like push a team in the second round. Then at that point, you do kind of have the luxury to be more selective, I think, about what you do. Now, as I say that, in the back of my mind, I am telling myself, Macri, you don't really believe that. And here's why I say that. Because tell me when in the NBA, in the last decade, there has been a team that has not been a contender. And they bypassed the opportunity to make a trade that on the surface would make them a contender. I could think of one example, and it's the Boston Celtics. When they, and even that is kind of like on the fence in all the trades, all the rumor trades where they didn't want to give up Jalen Brown, whether it was didn't want to give him up for Paul George or didn't want to give up for Ka- Kawhi Leonard. Like would any or maybe Jimmy Butler? I forget if that was ever rumored. Um, whatever they had opportunities to trade Jalen Brown, and they didn't do it. And would any of those trades have made them contenders? Um, I don't know. Now, here's the thing: the Boston Celtics were in a unique position. They had that Nets pick hanging out there forever. Um, or the Kings pick, I guess. Or both, right? No, it was the Kings pick. They had the Kings pick hanging out there. The Nets picks they used on Tatum and Brown. They had the Kings pick hanging out there. So like, and they had all these young players. And they like, they, there was no urgency whatsoever. There was zero sense of urgency. The other than that, though, basically any time a, a team that wasn't a contender had a chance to make a trade that made them a contender. Like they jumped at the chance. Like teams don't bypass that opportunity. And several times we've had our, uh, teams that made huge, like earth shattering, like move a whole bunch of stuff to get a superstar player trades that did not make them a contender. And they still do it. This is just what teams do. So when you say, let this team run and see what happens, trust me. I want to believe what I just said a few minutes ago, which is that they, if they do well enough in the playoffs, they're going to have the luxury to do that. NBA history tells us that that is not the case. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's good. It's man. It's gonna be an interesting summer. And, and, and just the last thing I'll say, this is not completely up to them. It, it's a matter of who shakes free. And the, and the NBA is in an interesting spot right now where that that player that 
like you can't say no to. Like Joel Embiid, if Joel Embiid comes on the market and like you could put together a package that the Sixers take, like you're going to trade for Joel Embiid and then whoever goes out goes out and you're not going to that's going to be it. But like there there's not a I don't see a whole lot of players on that level being made available and the ones that could like Dame is not on Joel Embiid's level but like you know, there might be a fit issue or in the case of like, let's say Paul George, if the Clippers flame out in the first round or maybe flame out in the play in like Paul George is old and injury prone and very expensive. Like the Knicks may have the wherewithal. They may have the gravitas internally. That's the wrong word, but like the stomach for it internally to be like, you know what? We're not going to go too crazy to make that deal. Or, or the guy we watched tonight, Jimmy Butler. Another guy. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, 
seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about Game Time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun you're going to have. Currently browsing through the Game Time app and I see all the events coming up in the area, whether it be the Knicks home game against the Miami Heat on Wednesday or home opener tickets for the Mets and Yankees, the Game Time app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category like sports, music or shows or search by teams like the Yankees, Islanders or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone from left to right and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Game Time is also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country, and for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're set. Tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Quentin Grimes now up to 38% from three. Again, I kept all the receipts. You know who you are. Want to shout out RJ. I don't believe in the clutch gene, but if I did, RJ has it. Yeah, I think he does. Clutch number. I got to look up updated clutch numbers on RJ Barrett because I know they weren't great to start the year. and Maybe they've gotten better now. <clears throat> Lee, what's going on, Lee? Um, first time, long time. Thank you for contributing, Lee. We appreciate it, man. I think three things happened this offseason. One, 
IQ signs an extension that is bigger than RJ. I'm going to get back to that in a second. Two, they try like mad to move RJ in a star trade. I, I'll, I think they will try to do that. Three, the Knicks are very aggressive star hunting or trading up in the draft. What are your thoughts? Um, I do not think they're going to trade up in the draft. I think there is almost zero chance of that happening because we don't need to go through the whole history of it, but just like if this front office has shown you anything, it is that they want to win now. They're not trying to win tomorrow. They want to win now. Now they are, have been good at accumulating young assets and building through the youth and not being as irresponsible of several other Nick regimes have been in actually making their draft picks and growing those draft picks internally and the whole thing. That doesn't mean they don't want to win now. They want to win now. And they've proven that time and time again. So I do not think that they're going to trade up in the draft because that is a move. Then, then that guy is ready to lead your team to something in whatever, four or five, six years. If he hits there, that that's not going to happen. Um, I think they will be aggressive star hunting. I think RJ is the guy as much perhaps for his salary as anything else because he he's gonna the poison pill goes away and he, he's you know twenty three point eight million I think uh, this summer so you could build a lot of trades around him and Fournier. Um, does uh, does IQ sign an extension higher than RJ? So RJ's one hundred seven point five guaranteed. That would make Emmanuel quickly the highest paid player on the Knicks. I think his con- <laughs> Can you imagine if Emmanuel quickly like made the same as Jalen Brunson? Uh, it's mm. And at the same time, if I was Emmanuel Quickly's agent, I would be like, don't sign a contract for under a hundred million dollars. Can they get it for something around a hundred? I hope. I hope. I hope he signs for it. I hope they give it to him. I think it's fair value. HamDM. I love this team. I love KFS. I love everybody. We are all in love tonight with everybody. I'm in love with all of you. Uh, exhibition continues. No words, just hearty laughter. Ha 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 ha. Let's freaking go, Knicks. Let's freaking go, KFS. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the love tonight. This is great. This has been fun. Uh, this feels like this is this is a good win. Uh, oh, wait a minute. He's not going to listen to this. <laughs> He's probably sleeping. But I got to do it anyway. Uh, my best my best friend, uh, Aaron Berman, one, one of my longtime best friends. Um, I've been lucky enough to have a few best friends over the years. But he's unequivocally one of them. Aaron Berman just turned 40 three minutes ago. So happy birthday, Aaron Berman. Um, I hope you're doing well wherever you are right now. And uh, I just wanted to say that. Uh, Zach Horowitz. What's going on, Zach? I love Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, but against the Heat... Um, and anybody who plays small, that's our death squad right there. Suffocating defense and excellent ball movement. Um, I heart's defense. The thing, and I need to think about this more, and I'm having Fred Katz on the pod uh, next week. 
So I'm sure I'll get the, I'll get into this with him and Benji as well. I want to. I'd love. I'd love to have a conversation with both of them at the same time about this. But I think there is something about Hardenstein's defense that may work. I don't know if I want to say it works better with the small ball alignment that we saw, or if it if it is a better fit with that than Mitch's defense. Because iHeart is so is more comfortable, obviously getting out on the perimeter and hedging and getting back and being just so aware. So when you have that small group out there with uh, what is it quickly, um, quickly Hart, um, Grimes and Barrett, four players who you could kind of switch those four. I mean, you can't do it. Obviously, you can't do it against every team, you know, but it, but it, at the same time, like, again, using the, the, the extreme example where it's the Cavs who start a seven footer uh, at the four or however big Evan Mobley is. I don't know. Um, like. Let's say who's the smallest of those guys, uh, I, I guess, quickly, let's say you get quickly on. Mobley, right? Like, now, again, you're probably not going to use that lineup against them, but just to an extreme example, does it make a real big difference whether it's quickly on Mobley versus like Hart or RJ on Mobley? I don't know that it does, you know? And Hardenstein's ability to just be all over the place on the floor defensively, I really do. Th- it, it gives you a lot. It gives you a lot extra. And he, and the wonderful thing about him, and like, you know, Bam is the best at this. Bam is Bam. Bam is the is the standard bearer right now in the NBA as far as this is concerned. Where it's, you know, getting out there and whether it's a switch or it's a hedge or 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 it's just he's showing or, you know, something like nail help or whatever the case may be, to be able to do all that stuff and then give you real rim protection. And again, to be clear, Isaiah Hardenstein's not, not Bam out of bio. But he could do all the things credibly, including protect the rim. So it it really does add a, another component. And I, I'm with you, man. I, I mean, I'm not saying Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle are not going to be closing games when they're healthy, but this gives them a, another look, you know. And it's a real look. And I, I think Benji tweeted about it after the game. This is something the Knicks have to really consider as part of their part of their arsenal and part of their attack. Appreciate that, Zach. Um, what's up, J-Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. Star of the game is Tibbs. It took grapefruits to keep Jalen Brunson on the bench. Hold on. I have, I have, how about two of these? This is my daughter's magic eight ball. Um, what do you have to do? You have to ask this a yes or no question. Do you think Tom Thibodeau found religion? Uh, Reply hazy. Try again. That's unfortunate. Uh, It took grapefruits to keep Jalen Brunson on the bench for the entire fourth quarter. He read the game flow uh, correctly and knew he needed stops to get the win. Yep. I I mean, again, I think he was thinking about putting Brunson back in there and who could really blame him if he was It's Jalen Brunson, but ended up making the right decision. Good job by him. Sam Garcia. What's going on, Sam Garcia and the entire Garcia clan? I thought that closing lineup was interesting. Great win, though. 
I hope Randall's all right, but he could use the rest. And as always, F Miami. Yeah, I think I I wrote a newsletter a week or two ago about different lineups and things. And I think I mentioned a lineup. Andrew, if you want to look up, I'm this. I should know this because it, it's the story of the game, probably the closing lineup. And we've been talking about it. Have those have those five players played any minutes before tonight on the floor at the same time? My inclination is to say no. I think a few weeks ago when I wrote the newsletter I'm referring to, I was bringing up the notion of having Deuce quickly um, Grimes and Hart. I guess with Hardenstein, because that to me is the the most dangerous defensive lineup. Although it, you swap out RJ for Deuce, uh, you know Deuce pound for pound is a better defender than RJ, but RJ does give you that additional size, which I do think you need. So I wonder if this is actually the better the better way to go. Um, Andrew tells me there is a super chat that addresses the exact number of minutes coming up. Okay, thanks, Sam. Uh, spicy ham. First time, long time, John. Seriously, I'm a huge fan of this. And this is my first Super Chat. Thank you so much for contributing. We appreciate it. Shout out Johnny Mac and Cheese. <laughs> I could go for some Mac. I'm hungry, man. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to eat. My wife made some delicious chicken meatloaf. And I was like, I was so tired. I took an hour and a half nap before this game. I was so tired. I was so tired. I wasn't even hungry. I don't know if that happens to anybody else where you're so tired or not even hungry, even if you haven't eaten in several hours. Um, so I can't decide if I'm going to make myself a chicken cutlet sandwich or a meatloaf sandwich uh, in a bit. Anyway, you made me think of that with the Johnny Mac and cheese. Quick question. Does Tibbs hate Obi? If so, why? Um, no, I don't think he hates Obi. I think... Oh, look at that. Kings can supply us. Nice. Um, no, I don't think he hates Obi. I think he does. I think he has... I think he has trust issues with Obi. And I think... Like and, and again, like this is one of those things where and I don't want to get into the whole Tibbs Obi thing, but I think if you look at most coaches and you look at situations where young players are not playing as many minutes as it would seem that they should be playing. And again, we focus on this because we see it here. Go any team in the NBA. Any team in the NBA. I mean, Jesus, I'm watching the Phoenix Suns right now. I guarantee you there are a, a contingent of Suns fans being like, Mikael Bridges is averaging 30, 25, 30 points in Brooklyn. Why the F didn't we give him more responsibility here? You know? Um, and again, you could go, go through every team um, with this stuff. Like we watched the Rockets two days ago. Uh, now, granted, that coach is a lot of people that want him fired, but like Steven Silas, like Senjun, Sengun, Senjun doesn't get them. Like Tari Eason is not like getting as many minutes as a lot of people would like. Like all these guys. And it's in the common thread, I think, maybe not so much with Mikhail Bridges, but the common thread oftentimes with this stuff is the young players, there is a higher variance level. And I think NBA coaches, by definition, are people who want more control, not less. And when you have a young player and you introduce the young player into the ecosystem and you increase the variance level and you decrease the level of what the coach feels that 
they can control with the five players they put on the floor. That's why you see this stuff happen. And I think with Obi, there was a higher variance level because, you know, he's a he's a big that isn't a great rebounder and is certainly not a great defender. Um, you know, we saw the first couple of plays of the second half, you know, like Kevin Love got a couple of good looks for three. Uh, it wasn't only Obi, but like that's again, it's increasing your variance level. Um you know, inconsistent offensive player, let's shall we say. So I I think the answer to that question is, again, it's a lot simpler than we, we make it out to be sometimes. Fred Katz with another super chat for $4.73. God bless you, Fred. Fred Katz now with one for $1.27. I don't think we've ever gotten super chats for those amounts before, Fred. Thank you so much for your generous contribution. St. Nick's NYC IQ is baby James Harden. Um, I mean, former six man of the year award winner. Also former third pick in the draft. We should note. James Harden. Is, <laughs> James Harden is James Harden. James Harden led the league in scoring. Scored the most points per game that the league has seen since I forget. Did he average more than Kobe? I know the highest scoring per, per points per game seasons since Wilt. I'm pretty sure it was Harden, Kobe. Did Iverson get up there one year? Jordan. I think that's it since Wilt. Um, whatever. Or maybe Kareem. Um, also, Kareem's first or second year, I think he averaged a ton of points. Anyway, James Harden is the type of scorer that like comes around once in a generation, I think. And he kind of broke basketball with the step back three pointer. So I can't do that. But you do say baby James Harden. So like I don't know. I don't know. When James Harden was in Oklahoma City, I don't know how many people were saying he was going to make all star teams one day, let alone MVP. Chris Carter. Not sure what Randall's status is, but given the buffer they earned, if he was good for Friday, I would give him a few days off. He seemed checked out, which I attribute to fatigue. Again, I hate reading into Julius Randall's body language. Um, checked out is like checked out. I, I can't. I don't know if I could. I, I, I'm. I'm not saying you're wrong to perceive what we saw that way because that's the correct assessment. I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable saying that because he looked check out that he was checked out. That's a, maybe it's an odd line to draw, but it's one I feel is important. So I appreciate that, Chris though. Thanks. Um, Dom Cappuccini with, with one more. Uh, welcome back defense. I knew you never, never left deep down inside. Hashtag we back again and almost playoff back. Fantastic win. Um, <clears throat> yes. Is the defense back or how much of the defense has to do with the personnel that was on the floor? That's the tough part because at the end of the day, when we get to the playoffs, this team is going to start presuming they are healthy. Jalen Brunson, Julius Randall, Mitchell Robinson. And I can't believe we have to include Mitchell Robinson in the group now suddenly where it's like questionable defense. And again, Mitch's defense is still very good, but for this team to operate on all full, on full cylinder, all cylinders, 
And Benji talked about this the other day and Chris Herring unprompted brought this up. So like, again, it's, you know, this is accurate. Mitch needs to be like a special defender. And he has not been a special defender for a while. So is the defense back or it was it just those guys? Because again, it, it, you're in playoff games. You're not, the odds are you're, you're going to have to have Jalen Brunson on the floor at the end of a playoff game. And Julius Randall is certainly going to be on the floor at the end of a playoff game. Like it need the, 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 the defensive commitment needs to permeate everybody on the roster. And then there's the question of like, well, how much can it permeate everybody? Like Jalen Brunson was getting beat tonight, you know? Um, and then the other thing, the nice thing about, when you have that defensive alignment is then when like RJ essentially becomes your worst defender, which let's be honest, he, he was at the end of the game. Suddenly he looks really good. Right. Um, it's tough. You know, it's tough. I, I hope it's back. I hope it's back. Back tonight. That's for shit. Sure. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the planet premier league podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.